you cannot trust yeah. <laughs> your friends and yeah, family you for market research. <laughs> you have to go outside. Hi, I'm Faisal Carmelli. I'm author, business expert on Global News Radio and CTV, and I'm excited and happy to be interviewing one of the best brewery companies in Alberta and his president, Jeff Popiel. Jeff, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited because I really want to know about your business. So tell me in 30 seconds or less your elevator pitch. Well, Village Brewery has been around for 10 years. We are a private enterprise that acts a lot like a social enterprise. Our DNA is built on building community, uh, giving back and doing it around great quality beer. And most recently, since I've been around, we've launched into several categories. So we're one of the few breweries out there who, who actually competes in beer, cider, and non-alk beer. Non-alk beer. Get ready for that because that's the new wave. I've been hearing all about it. I'm really excited no more. This community was built 10 years ago by the founders, and now you're taking over their baby. How's that transition where you're now, here's my child, and now you run with it. How, how is that as a, as a running as a new president for the company? Well, well, the good news is we have a great team here. So uh, we've got people who've been around for a long time as well. So I wouldn't say it's me t definitely taking over, but uh, stewarding is a, great, is a great word I have in mind. And it's always at the forefront because uh, one of the things that Village has done really well is we have a really strong purpose. We really, really have intention behind what we want to do in the world. And that's that's help build community, help gather community. It's a little nerve wracking because Village has a great reputation. When yeah. we when we talk to our consumers, we have we have really, really engaged consumers who love our brand. What you just talked about was very interesting because we have five P's to a successful business, which Village is one of them. It's people, product, process, passion, and get paid. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the get paid part because okay. there, there's been a change in how revenue comes in into the industry with your businesses. There's more choice out there. How do you make sure this business still becomes financially profitable? Like what are the things that you focus on? Well, for us, it really starts with the consumer. So uh, we're always looking at consumer trends. In this past year, we've just done a lot of work on listening and, and identifying who is that craft consumer? And what we've learned is there's more than one craft consumer. So those different consumers have different needs. And keeping that at the forefront of our business planning, keeping that at the forefront of even just, you know, understanding macro trends that are that are out there helps us sort of identify where we want to go. Similar to your the non-alk side now. Well, and that's a great example. Many, many years ago, non-alk was was a very small non-existent. <laughs> non-existent, yeah. And it was and what's, what's interesting too is it was used in a different way. So non-elk was the last choice you had if you wanted to have yeah. uh, uh, something close to a beer. There were a few breweries who did it and um, you know, perhaps the quality and selection wasn't what it was like today. Well, today there's a consumer who they use it alongside beer. They use it for reasons like socialization. There's this health trend that is just prevalent throughout all of consumer packaged goods. but. Yeah really now hit there's a healthier choice in beer where low calorie low carb low sugar so understanding those um, needs for the consumer helps us figure out where we want to uh, be in the market and uh, because like you said there's there's so much more uh, choice that consumers have jeff i take the vision of where you're at in your role today similar to a pilot sometimes you have to sit in the cockpit and just let it go on autopilot and it just fly because it's been running for 10 years and then sometimes you have to grab onto that wheel and, and really take control. How do you assert yourself in this business because you're now coming into a 10-year-old business? When do you bring in your flavor, your, your approach, your style into the business? 
Well, I think it, it sort of just happens by, you know, we all bring our own talents and experiences to it. I, I think that there's some advantage to having someone who doesn't have a lot of, I have consumer packaged goods experience, but I don't specifically have, have beer experience. So it's a lot of listening and learning. That's the first, first part of it. Uh, the, next, the next part of it is integrating uh, our veterans and our board members along with the fresh new ideas. You know, our brewers, so these are the artists of our industry, determining where the company's going. I think it's really important to listen and with intention have those inputs into the, into the plan. Outside of that, you know, I, I almost see it a little bit differently than you. I think you always have to have your hands on the wheel. I think okay. the autopilot is the recipe for... Um, a little bit of disaster. And so okay. what made Village uh, great uh, is the same thing that uh, and principles that we're following right now, which is we were innovative, very innovative. I think we we're brewery number six in Alberta, something mm -hmm. like that. And you can see that over the 10 years that we've been in business, how much the, the industry has changed. And it's been all these amazing entrepreneurs who've come out with something new to say, adding new products, new varieties, new styles. And it pushes, pushes that line always to force all of us to make sure we hold on to that wheel and and you're always looking ahead it in fact of all the industries i've been in this one for sure has the most uh competition but friendly competition that that helps drive that innovation i've never experienced anything like it before very rarely do i take something back from from one of my guests so i'm going to take it back it's not <laughs> autopilot it's not he's not in the cockpit just letting it watch by his hands are i never thought of it that way when you start speaking of your role partly as making sure that you're always thinking of different pieces, listening to your customer base, listening to your employees. I like how you use the word artist because many people from the outside will call them chemists, mm -hmm. not artists. Yeah. They're both. They have chem backgrounds, but they also have artists as well. And listening to your employees is very important. Doesn't happen in all industries and in all businesses, especially from people who've taken over the wheel 10 years into a business. When you look at the different areas of the business from building a test all the way out to, to packaging, yeah. there's a process that you have to go through. Coming into this business, understanding how these processes get audited. How do you look at it now? Do you still see that process needs to be improved? Do you still see it as the process is mastered? How do you audit this process that you guys have? That's a great question because that's actually one of the things that, that is one of our priorities in Village. Systems and processes are the path to scalability. So I've been involved in startups before and there's just such energy around the new idea and then the next win. But once you get to a point where, where you sort of product market fit, you can see that this has a life of its own. This thing is people want this, they want it more, they're looking for new things from us. Well, to be able to do that, you have to find a way to make it more than just about the founder or the president, which is why Village is such a great name for what we are known for, because it's not only what we believe uh, is outside of the walls of the brewery, yeah. we are Village inside. And so it's driving that accountability, using the talents of everybody on the team, creating that space where we've all had jobs where you know the type of things that make it a great place to work. You want empowerment, you want ownership, you want to be able to lend your talents to the team, you want to be some part of an accretive process that that layers on to follow this uh, amazing dream that's three or five years down the road. That's what we're building at Village. This is a key tip for every business, every business owner out there. The systems and processes equal scaling. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a mathematical yeah. form that everybody can just jump on right yeah. off the bat. I totally agree. I look at my business and I say, you know, we start off just my business partner and I, just two guys, you know, 
trying to figure this this business out and then slowly scale and get bigger, but processes and from an operations manual all the way up and everybody knows a specific role they have to do as we get larger and larger. You're 10 years into it, it's already this size. How much more scaling can this really go to? Well, I think it's, it's really only limited by what your vision of the future is, right? So Village is about authentic craft beer. We're about small batch, high quality ingredients, and we do that as a subcontext to trying to make the world a better place. So our vision isn't really to be a massive brewery. We love that pocket of, uh, we'd like to expand and be all over Alberta, and um, and we're doing that. But our vision is to is to remain an authentic craft brewery. You know your place in the business. There are so many business owners and, and competitors of mine who think they can take over everything, yeah. right? They want to be the next Molson, yeah. <laughs> right? They want to be huge. Yeah. But sometimes you don't have to be that big to be that successful. Well, and, and that's the importance of a plan and a direction. If your vision is more and, and, and just money, I think that you end up in places maybe you haven't really thought about or where you want to go. I, I really like the idea of having intention and having a tight plan, a uh, tight vision of who you are, yeah. and things can change over time as well, right? But holding to that process is an important part of uh, the stewardship of holding that wheel. So I have a question about how do you actually know what your customers want? Like you call your, your, your team, some of your team members artists, and in many cases, artists, no matter if it's music or visual art or whatever it may be, they create something and they hope a market will catch it, right? They don't know if it's gonna be actually what the customer wants. Well, and that's what art is. Yeah. Art is, I'm putting it out there because it should be out there. Okay. And so we commercialize this art. And so the way that we handle it is we try to understand the consumer needs rather than a specific thing that they want. So for example, our new Explorer line of beer, we know these consumers are these craft aficionados, they just, they love adventure and journey and discovery. They want, to, they want to be excited. They want something new, add to the craft conversation. When we launch a line like that, we'll actually build the entire new product roadmap around, okay, how are we not only going to launch one beer that hopefully gets some attention and pleases somebody out there, but how are we going to do 20 of them in a year? How are we going to add something that isn't already being done out there. Um, those are the, the ways that we try to build in the questions that need to be answered internally. And of course there's process, process behind that as well, but that's how we handle it. So how do you actually go through the process of getting that research done? Because I think that's the important part to determine if you can actually sell the art that you're creating. There's internal and there's external. Certainly we have the advantage of many of our brewers, many of our employees are our consumers. The value of that feedback is they are on the cutting edge. They know every beer that's out there. They know what all the competitors are doing. They are really in touch with the conversation. So it starts with them internally. Externally, it's a lot harder. We've had situations where we've gone to friends and family and you cannot trust yeah. <laughs> your friends and yeah, family for market research. <laughs> exactly. You have to go outside. So that takes the form of several things. Sometimes it's talking to people in the aisles and liquor stores. It's being in touch with customers who are, um, so customers for us would be bar and restaurant owners. It would be the retail chains. Uh, they're the gatekeepers of the consumer. So they have a perspective that isn't always shared. So that's a, a, a group. And I guess the last one would be, you know, we do hold focus groups. Um, we do um, have a selective council of, of people that we trust in beer who help us. Uh, we look to other markets to do a bit of consumer research. So between all of that, 
you form a perspective. And those perspectives are mitigated by also how we, we launch beer. So we'll launch a beer and they're called, sometimes they're called seasonals. It's a test. It's a market test. And so you can go out and if the seasonal does really well, you can make it a core beer. And so we mitigate some of that. And that that's our process in, in how we try to stay in touch with consumer. Sometimes it means a little tweak to reformulation, but it's a loop that we follow. The more research you have on your product, the higher the probability of success to come out of it. So I love it. Is the opportunity in your industry organic growth, creating new product? Or is it an opportunity as well to be more of an acquirer of other breweries and do it the village way because there, there's two ways to grow a business you can organically grow and right. get more market share right. or you can buy it and just acquire it so where do you see village going in the in the next five ten years do you see it one or the other or both or how do you see it i do see it as both i think that um you always have to have your finger on the organic growth and from from two perspectives. There are natural trends that, that emerge in the market. You can look at the growth of whiskeys, bourbons, vodkas. You can look at the growth of beer. And if a category is growing at plus 3%, it's pretty hard to, to grow at plus uh, six, right? You yeah. you really have to be leading that category. So I think what happens in that situation is you look to different categories. You look to innovate in different ways. Certainly our, our Explorer line of beer and our non-elk are little seeds that we planted because there's been a consumer following that has said more business is going here. Uh, this is a, a, a taste trend, uh, a consumer need trend. So I would call that sort of the, the mainline business and then managing your business. So, you know, growing to different markets or acquiring other breweries, um, there's a lot of consolidation that's happening in yeah. craft beer right now. I think some of those plays are ways of expanding and hacking a, a growth curve, uh, really creative ways of, of managing your business. And I think those are, are higher level things you'd look at based on where you want to go and what kind of brewery you want to be. So if, if market expansion is part of your, your growth plan, uh, there's a lot of ways to do it. And uh, starting from can sale number one isn't always, always the best way to do that. So in those cases, you look for strategic fit. I think that uh, what we're seeing right now is some of the consolidation is production sharing. So an Eastern uh, Canadian brewery will have their product produced in a Western Canadian brewery. And now the distribution is there. They share sales forces. Yeah. I think some of these type of, of moves are um, really your, your growth hacking is what you're doing. And when a few of them do it, we all learn from it. <laughs> yeah. How do you determine if a company is a strategic fit for Village or not? Or how are we a strategic fit for another company? Absolutely. In a manufacturing-based business, there's different components to the business that I think are a little bit more replicable. So things like uh, production, things like uh, distribution, sales coverage. In a manufacturing business, those are a little bit more commoditized, right? So if we have a formula or a recipe here that can be replicated on different equipment in a different brewery in a different location, those are things that I think are much more easily shared than not. And then there's things that aren't. So we have a department here called CX, which is community and experience. So it's really about um, owning that consumer experience. We have a mission that is about investing in the communities we, we do business in, uh, giving back, helping build foster relationships, foster connections. That's harder to do on scale. So I think for a brewery like Village, um, strategic fit gets complicated if you're talking to someone who doesn't 
exactly mesh with your values. And ultimately, I think that's probably what it comes down to is, is, is there a sharing of those values? And uh, we see it all the time. There's, and there's, that's what it is. I yeah. think you nailed it. When you talk to my business partner about an opportunity, let's go buy that business or that practice and their values don't match ours. Yeah. We know it. Like when we're talking to the individual, you just know it doesn't match. So we just walk away. So I think you've nailed it on why we haven't done it, but why yeah. you can <laughs> is that if your values match, I want to chat about passion. How many employees do you have at the, in this business? 26. 26 employees. That's quite large. And why I say that's quite large is because how do you get passion that started from the founders all the way to your 26th employee? How do you make sure passion gets through to all of them? They have that same feeling, that yeah. same culture, that same approach. <laughs> Two things I want to say here. First is I personally believe passion is something that you bring to your work, not necessarily something you get to your work. So I believe it comes from understanding yourself, some self-awareness. I believe it comes from your own personal mission. And that is something that sometimes it takes time to learn in yourself. Sometimes it takes a little bit of road under your wheels to figure out what is it you want. So that is a general philosophy that I think um, sort of exists. The flip of that, it's, it's the entitlement almost of excite me what are you going to give me and, it, and it's the wrong approach because you're in charge of where you want to go with your life and what you want to do and what you want to trade each one of your precious days for that's sort of the underlying philosophy but so how do you rally a whole bunch of passionate people and to me it's about the dream and it's about the values you know people work for a lot of different th things money is one of them but it's, it is my experience not the most important People want to be a part of something and respected and valued. Uh, people want to lend their talents. It's about growth. So it's about, um, you know, what can Village offer to you? Well, I can offer you an amazing mission. We are passionate about what we're trying to do here. So much so that we care more about how our labels are, reflect our community than how much they sell our beer almost. It is using that platform to say something. That spirit behind your business I think is why everybody gets here on time, spends extra time, sacrifices family time to do something that they want to trade their days for. And so that I put that on us and we've been gifted an amazing vision by our founders, but it's certainly ours to steward into the next 10 years. That's probably the hardest part of any president, owner, entrepreneur, when they get past, I think five or six employees is how do you have that passion kind of filter through? And I like the fact that you said passion is something you bring not something that's brought to you. So I like that piece. I like the fact that you said, you know, that you're in charge of your own passion. I wish you guys nothing but the success out of all this. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for joining us at the Kermali Exchange. Don't forget to like, follow, and share this with everybody because we're going to have on an ongoing basis our best shows, our best content just for you. And to follow us on everything that says Faisal Carmeli.